Welcome to Dr. Eric's Relentless Vitality Podcast. Our focus is on optimizing physical and mental vitality, maximizing performance, and extending lifespan. Dr. Eric is a licensed physician with a wealth of expertise in age management and preventive medicine, whose goal is enabling his patients to stay young, feel their best, and enjoy a higher quality of life. Hi, Eric. Hey, Suzanne. How you doing? I'm great. How about you? I'm um, doing all right. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, everything go okay? Get your uh, patients wrapped up? You had a good day? Yes. Had a last-minute nosebleed. Oh, no. <laughs> yep. E- hopefully easy fix. <laughs> yep. Sure was. Good. Good. Uh, well, good. Well, thanks for jumping on the call. I, I know it was kind of, we talked about last week, so I figured we could do a short one just kind of, you know, talk about what we were talking about last week. I thought that was kind of fun. So how's, uh, how's your week been so far in the, and uh, your, with your patients? You know, it's pretty good. It's, it's starting to ramp back up again. I think people are getting um, antsy and feeling like they need to get their issues addressed, even though they're trying to social distance. So, so we're getting some phone calls and people are starting to come back in or at least um, schedule virtual visits with us, which is really nice. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really good. Excellent. Excellent. So are you doing um, most, you said you do mostly tele, but are you, are you starting to, you think start, uh, have anybody come in soon? Just one-on-one, like one patient at a time? That's a that's about right. You know, we have the front doors locked, and so everybody has to get screened before they come in. We have sort of the car waiting room out in the lot in the parking lot. Right. Um, but they're we're bringing them in one at a time. There's not too many that are coming in, but they're coming in for things like shots or uh, you know knee injections. Or um, I had um, someone come in for an IV. So we're, and we're keeping them, you know, one or two in our IV room so that they're not close together and everybody's wearing masks and. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That's, we're, um... My hands are getting really dry. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> it's funny. We don't go out. It's just, you know, a lot of people just, you know, carrying around their, their spray bottles and their antibacks and their gels and I'm like, Oh my goodness. just <laughs> Right. Right. And then having to then learning about all this social media stuff that you know about and, um, you know, then also um, feeling anxious about losing time with my grandchildren. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Watching yeah. them growing up on video. Right. I know. I know a lot of people that uh, sent me some pictures of them, like their uh, their kids and their, and their grandparents, like kind of, you know, talking like through the through the, uh, the screen or like glass, you know, door, the front door kind of thing or on FaceTime or whatever kind of thing. It's like, oh, I, even my, I know my uh, mom was having a rough few weeks back. She, like she missed her grandkids and can't see them. And it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's but. a tough one. It's, um, you know, I guess we, I'm trying to encourage everybody to think about the things that they're grateful for instead of thinking about the things that they're missing out on. Yes. We have, at least here in Atlanta, it's 70 degrees and sunny and um, beautiful out, lots of birds and uh, little bugs flying around. My tomato plants are about two inches tall. Nice, nice, absolutely. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about uh, planting a little garden. We don't have, have much of a yard, but like we can't go. All the nar- nurseries are closed. Thinking, I mean, we should have probably bought it a few months ago, but still, <laughs> like, come on, <laughs> darn it. Oh, so even the nurse, the online nurseries are closed. Well, at least the local ones in town we go to. Um, there, there might be some 
you know, little little bit of way that we you know we haven't really researched too much. I know the one normally that we go to here in town is not, but yeah, we'll we'll have to look around and find one. I'm sure there's still doing some stuff. Yeah. You know, you know I, one of the things I learned from um, 9-11 was how much information there is out there and how we get stuck sort of sitting in front of our televisions and yes. receiving tons of information and getting kind of panicked. Right. And I think we have to remember that the news people get paid by the number of eyes that watch their show because their right. advertisers need eyes. Absolutely. And so as much as we'd like to imagine that they are, um, that they're altruistic and they really want to give you the best, most accurate news. I think I hear that all the time advertised on them. But I think what the truth is, is we have to realize that there are uh, drug companies and politicians and industries and, and even other doctors who are vying to be the expert and um, ultimately, it seems like, uh, very much money driven. Oh, trust me, I you that's a whole don't open that can of worms with me. My wife and we talk about that all the time. I have no conception that there's any altruism. It's all about money and power and influence. And they're all backed by, you know, the liberal powers that be and the, you know, the deep state. You can get into that whole that whole thing, you know, <laughs> you know like I don't mm-hmm, I don't watch mm-hmm. the news ever. I mean, I'll, I'll go online just to kind of see you, but then I'll do my own digging and research. You know what I mean? So um yeah, yeah, and, and I'm kind of I'm like you. I've I've been beginning. I've been trying to just kind of keep people motivated, and you know, I'm always trying to look at the the, the positive side. There's you know the silver line, every dark cloud. And I said, look, kind of like you know, like look, um, you know, I haven't had to drive forth. I said we spend more time with the kids. We actually have dinner, you know, at the table most nights, where whereas before we usually did not. So just you know, focus oh, on good. the things that you can do. You know, and, and the time alone. You know, taking walks and enjoying time with family since you can't go to work, you know, it sucks, but you know, you, you find something good, you know what I mean? So I think it's, it's good to keep, keep people uh, focused on the positive. And I think that I'm seeing a lot of people that are anxious right now and we're sending out, there's thankfully a lot of our, um, a lot of our therapists in the area are doing online groups and online individual sessions to help people get through their anxiety about everything that's happening. I certainly understand the anxiety, but my biggest prescription most of the time is stop watching the news. You've got to stop. Think about how many hours a day that you could, you could become an expert at playing the piano or you could learn French or you could so many things in that time that you're spending watching television. So I'm trying to keep that in mind and not allow myself to get sucked (laughs) into the, to the easy to watch drama. You know, but your patients and my patients are probably already ahead of the curve because they are pretty much, I mean, most of them, not everybody, um, hormonally optimized and nutritionally replete and they're getting their guts back in shape and they're managing their stress pretty well. And even though we don't have gyms available, we are um, physically active more than the average bear. I think most of my patients are working on moving in that direction, at least Um, avoiding toxins. They're getting their sleep in line. So I think most of our patients are yours and mine are probably ahead of the curve as far as risk for illness from this virus. Oh yeah, I agree uh, completely. Um, My, my uh, friend of mine, my partner, uh, Jeff, he's a trainer. We have our own you know, that's what this podcast is for, the Primex uh, brand. You know, we're trying to do a, uh, do a lot of things online. You know, we, we're we got a nutrition program, a fitness program, and sell it. And, you know, we'd like to do like a kind of like a boot camp. Of course, you know, all the gyms are closed right now. So we're trying to do like, you know, send out plans and just keep people outside motivating. You know, if we have to send them a plan and just, you know, hold them accountable via a phone call instead of meeting, you know, meeting in person. You know, it's just about, you know, keeping those habits. And um, I was talking to a friend, um, you know, the other day. And, talked about that i think what i think um 
I try to tell my kids this too, the importance of, of, of positive habits. You try to keep the same routine, you know, 365. It's not hard. You know, like when during these crazy times, instead of, you know, I still get up early. I still, you know, write down my goals. I still go work out and I'll read and I'll do whatever every day. No matter, I mean, even though I'm not in the clinic, you know, like keep that habit up and you don't skip a beat for the most part. Eric, you're doing such a good job. I'm so envious. I'm still going to the gym at, or I'm still exercising at lunchtime, but I used to go like morning, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and uh, lunch, right. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And I've totally yeah, yeah. dropped my getting yeah, up in the hard. morning. There you go. I'm still so going to lunch, though. You're still doing it. You just modified it. That's all. I know. Mm-hmm. Some of my mm-hmm. friends have not. I don't know. My I'm... wife is not. Uh, she's kind of lost the, the motivation, so she's trying to get back into it. But uh, my kids, you know, same thing. They sleep in and do stuff. But it's like, I, I got to, you know, you get in that route. You try to get in that route. You try to keep it. It's not, I mean, it's hard, but, you know, just do what you can. But at least you're getting out there in the afternoons. You're doing something. That's, you know, it's the first time in my life I've actually been a little bit disappointed about losing weight because I know it's because I'm not lifting right. and in the gym as much. And I, I know that the weight loss is, is because of right, uh, right. losing muscle mass. Yeah. So I'm a little you gotta, sad about that. You got to get some uh, get some stuff for the house, I guess. Get a few kettlebells and some bands and a couple barbells or something. You, you got it. I've been doing this um, 100 sit-ups, 100 push-ups, 100 dips, nice. 100 squats in less than 10 minutes, trying to do it in less than 10 minutes. And, uh, I'm doing the, um, uh, like jump squats in a hit Mm -hmm. in a four minute hit exercise workout. And, um, like 20 seconds on 10 seconds off. Yeah. You got it. And then I'm still, um, exercising, um, in the, in at lunchtime going. Sounds like you're doing awesome there. That's, that's perfect. Yeah, that's excellent. We're trying. That's excellent. Do you have a uh, have any kettlebells at all? No, I've got some uh, resistance bands and I've got some oh, barbells, go. some dumbbells. That's you know you can throw the yeah. barbells around. You can do some yeah. cardio. Um, there's one that I like. I'll I'll get a kettlebell, but you could do it with a barbell. You start with uh, do 15. You know if you know how to do a swing like a kettlebell swing or a barbell swing. Um, do like 15 swings uh-huh. and then do a burpee, and then you do 14 swings and two burpees, and then 13. That you know, ah. just keep going. It's a, it's a, it's pretty tough. A nice total body uh, blast. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. That sounds great. You know, we're kind of at the midway point on this pandemic, and I think a lot of my patients are, um, because of this, like you were saying a minute ago, they're eating and drinking more. They're moving their bodies less. But I think this is the best time for people to start oh. turning things around. I think we've all been sort of holding our breath and waiting for. Okay, this is going to be over soon, so I'll be able to get right. back to my regular life. Well, it's already been about six weeks, so it's probably going to be another six. So what are you going to do with the remainder right. of the time that you have? And how are you going to take advantage of doing the things you need to do um, to turn your health around before you reenter the workplace and right. um, socializing? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been trying to tell people about, you know, just simple things like I talked about last week. I said, you know, just get some uh, alpha seltzer gold or some bicarb and just, you know, do that throughout the day. You know, get some zinc, get some vitamin D, just keep it simple. You know, um, keep your, you know, get the sleep, you know, keep your immune system strong. You don't have to do all these crazy therapies, but just do the basics, you know. Right. Especially if you're really trying to, if you're really just doing your own uh, preventive therapy, um, preventing this. And that's mm-hmm. really the answer to this is to do the things that you can do because we know that receptor on the 
the cell is particularly sensitive, the, the, the cell, the, the receptor that the virus likes or binds to, to be, to be internalized into the cell. Um, we know that receptor is right. pH sensitive. And so if you can make yourself alkaline, there's several ways you can make yourself alkaline. Certainly bicarbonate or, or baking soda is a great option, but even things as simple as vegetables yeah. and fiber are really helpful. So we love, um, do you know Coco no, Ringa? Huh. It's a moringa based um, hot chocolate and it Ooh, is divine. Good. It's got yeah, six and a half grams of fiber, and it's that um, perfect fiber that the um, the commensal bacteria can turn into butyrate, the um, preferred fuel source for your colon cells. So that's pretty. Uh, we love that because it can it can serve two purposes: both maintaining intestinal integrity as well as uh, maintaining an alkaline Ooh, nice. state. I'll have to look at look up that one. I yeah, I use a, there's a like a fiber supplement I'll put in my oatmeal and I forget what it's called now but it's bought on Amazon but like you said the fiber and lots of fiber keep that butyrate butyrate uh, produced in your gut definitely a good thing for sure. but you're right about vegetables you know can definitely help with alkalinity are you using um I ketones am, yeah. at all um haven't been able to get too many patients on just because of the price point but for oh I I bought some a while back and I actually haven't bought any in a while but I used HVMN I think uh that brand and I'll just, when I, yep. my pre-workout kind of my aminos and I'll throw some of that in there and make, you know, it tastes terrible, but I'll do like maybe five or 10 grams in a morning. And that's usually not every morning, but most mornings. Just like what rice, your mom said, rice. hold your nose. I kind of tough it up. I just tough <laughs> it up. My, I can't get my wife to do it. She, she, she likes, she doesn't like it, but uh, I'll just, I just, like you said, I just kind of suck it up and just chug it down. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I had a lot. I know a lot of people have been pretty receptive to, you know, the alpha seltzer gold. I haven't been real diligent about that. But I think that's that's an easy one. Decreasing inflammasome, like you said, decreasing that pH, which helps that endocyte prevents that endocytosis, the virus. I think it's a nice, simple, cheap strategy, you know. Exactly, exactly. And, and something that you can do to prevent. It's actually the mechanism is actually how we think that. Um, that the hydroxychloroquine works is by at the cellular level changing. Yeah. The interesting. Interesting. That. And, um, I heard someone talking also similar, same with like doxycycline, uh, and as if, you know, kind of like azithromax working more at the ribosomal level, predict, mm -hmm. preventing that, you know, the ribosomal production, et cetera. Another, another cheap option if the azithromax is not available. Um, but makes sense. There's a couple of, there's a couple of um, pharmacies around here, particularly the compounding pharmacies around here. The local ones are carrying the, uh, are able to make it to compound it for us. So especially the hard part's been for our patients mm. with lupus that need, or, you know, that are, that are on that generally, those patients um, are oh, having that, trouble getting that. it. So it's, it's, that's been really helpful to have the, um, the option of the, of the, um, compounding pharmacy to make it for yeah, them. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, um, you mostly use the low compounders? Do you have any uh, other out-of-state ones you use or for that? Yeah. Sure. A bunch of them. Yeah. We like Belmar and Colorado and we like, um, there's a couple in yeah. Florida that we use, um, create and, um, there's a bunch around the country that we use just depends on what we're doing, you know, what we're using. So. Have you had a lot of, a uh, lot more interest in your patients with the uh, thymus and alpha one? Yes. So that's been, that's been really great. I, I really, in, uh, really like using that um, on a preventive basis for these patients for, um, for decreasing their um, inflammatory, like their, their signaling chemicals. 
um, for um, alert, you know, the, the, the alert signal that cells put out that tells the, the immune system that there's an infection inside right. the cell. It, it enhances the production of that. It also enhances the production of those virus killing natural killer cells and um, the production of antiviral right. interferon. So um, I love this. Um, there was a study in 2015, I think, that was done in sepsis patients, which is severe all over body infection, that um, when they were in the ICU, that we they noticed that it lowered their all causes of, of death in those hmm. patients. Wow. So that was pretty great. I think the only downside of TA1 is it typically requires right, a prescription. Right, of course. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of upsides, as you mentioned, the interferon increase, uh, dendritic cell upregulation, and, and K cells. You know, those are all fantastic. We've had a lot of patients uh, asking about them. We've been trying to get the word out a little bit more about them as well the patients that are still not, you know, still not up on all the peptides. And and this is a great time to to talk about that one, especially when it's a good first starter, as we talked about in our last podcast for for patients that, you know, starting out on a on a health optimization routine. You know, where do they start, especially if they're inflamed or overweight or having? That's a great uh, great one with anyone. So yeah. you got it. And we've had some trouble finding it lately. So we've been using melanotan yeah, instead. Yeah. I'm so tan and it's <laughs> March, <laughs> April. Yeah, definitely. The, the uh, anti-inflammatory effect and, uh, you know, the, the cholinergic effect. I mean, that's a, that's a great one. I haven't used, been using that here and there too, but, um, Hey, why not? If you can't, you got to use what you use, what you can use. Yeah. It's the one that's available. So that's I read a, or I saw something yesterday. Someone was talking about, and this was interesting. And I, I'm surprised. I'm, I, I liked all the wilderness medicine stuff. I didn't think of this, but they're talking about comparing the uh, the people that have bad lung issues with coronavirus to uh, hate um, and high altitude pulmonary edema and uh, altitude sickness. So treating uh, treating them with yes. you know uh, sildenafil or Viagra, nifedipine, um, uh, the things that, you know, and, um, Diamox, you know, like we do for mountain sickness. And uh, I thought, wow, that's interesting. It, it, the pathophysiology makes sense. I thought that was a whole nother, uh, another avenue. I don't think a lot of people are talking about. Right. And the thing that we know about this virus is that it affects the production of hepcidin, which is an iron regulator right. in cells. And so at the tissue level, you can so you can maybe have a normal blood level of, of iron. But at the tissue level, um, this can cause the cells to um, put all of their iron into. So iron is an oxygen carrying right. molecule, not for you, of course, but for your yep. for your um, listeners. Um, and so if if there's not enough iron, you can't you you are effectively hypoxic at the tissue level, and so the um, iron is there. It's just sequestered in your infection fighting cells. So now not only do you not have the iron you need to carry oxygen, but you also have your um, infection fighting cells or monocytes busy. Uh, junked up with iron where they can't really do their normal job because they're so overloaded right. with iron. And so it's a double whammy. We know that there's some research now with pentasan uh, and, and using um, other uh, pentasan polysulfate to, um, to reverse this specifically at the hepcidin level. Of course, it has direct antiviral benefits, but that tissue hypoxia piece that you're talking about is, is also really interesting. Um, and it, of course, it also decreases uh, tumor necrosis factor alpha and, um, and some other inflammatory chemical messengers. So um, I think that may be a better answer for a lot of our patients. And we've started, we had one patient that got three weeks in a row. She had a fever of 102.9 uh, injection 
but we only gave it once a week. So I think my next protocol is going to be to give it twice a week. She got sick over and over again. And so I wonder if it's because partly because the pentasan wore wow, off. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And because it's got a four or five day half-life. So I'm curious to, uh, to see if we can get some control with a, with a more frequent, maybe smaller, but more frequent dosing of that. Yeah, I remember you telling me about it. That's really interesting because pentosane is one I have not used too much of. Really, um, I tried it on myself once, but that's really about it. But um, it's, it was very interesting to hear about how, you know, the pathophysiology of, of what it's doing with this. So that, that you're patient. I mean, that, that's, a great, that's a great story, how that helped her. Um, like you right. said, maybe more frequent dosing uh, would be helpful. What, what, how was she getting sick or was she, just, was, it more, was she just more respiratory symptoms or what was going on? Yes. So she would be fine. No fever, no symptoms or minimal, almost minimal symptoms. And then on the, on day six or seven, fever would spike up again and respiratory symptoms wow. would come back. Happened three, happened wow. three times. Wow. Would you be on other therapy yeah. as well, or just the pentosan or? Oh yeah. TA1 oh, yeah. and zinc and 200,000 vitamin D and you know, the, the yeah. gamut. Yeah. Now, are you doing a lot of, I think you mentioned, are you doing like IV, uh, no, probably not right now, but were you doing a lot of IV vitamin C therapy or? Um, no, we weren't doing any IV vitamin C. I, I'm still getting a few of my cerebrolysin patients coming in for IVs, but that's unrelated to the, the um, illness right now, the infection right now. It's just for their own uh, um, nootropic effect. But we do have um, uh, patients that are, we haven't been doing any IV vitamin C. I'm just encouraging them to do the injectable or if they can get the oral vitamin D. Plus magnesium, plus NAC, you know, to make sure that the vitamin D works optimally. Right, right. Yeah, I had a, I had someone, a, a coworker, asked me to order them some, some, some zinc or, or I can't remember D or something. And you know, I used to use like, like a couple of online things like with orthomolecular metagenics, some of these other companies. And like every single one I found was back order, back order, back order. <laughs> oh my gosh, what is going on? Oops, Suzanne. Yeah, yep, it's crazy. They're sold right? out. It's hard to get yeah. them. So, um, yeah, the penicillin was the interesting one, and then the, I think last time we talked, you were talking about uh, was it Alinea, um, the nedizoxanide? Have you done, done? I remember you're doing some uh, Google Scholar exactly. immersion. Did you find anything else new since then? I, I did a little bit of looking, but not a not a ton. So it has evidence of effect against the old coronavirus. So. You know, there is about 70% homology between the two, so it may be beneficial against them. It is, um, it works on the, um, on the, their Krebs cycle to decrease the ability of the, of the virus to make, uh, to make energy. So it's a, it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting chemical, an interesting way to work. And it's uh, available a lot of places because no one's really talking about it. It is available a lot of places. So right, we're, we're right. going that route because it's available. Huh. Any other uh, interesting uh, therapies you've been reading about? I, I know there's some people talk about just some more like uh, naturopathic things like luteolin and uh, things like that. Uh, Bicalin, and some other just different thing, PEA, different stuff like that. But I, uh, I have not used or played with any of those, but um, I know our um, our local compounder just brought us um, uh, uh, EGCG vitamin C D three and uh, deoxyglucarate no. in a nasal rub. So for mm. people who are going out to the grocery store, 
to, to, to run a Q-tip in your nose with this EGCG um, DDG uh, combo. Interesting. Yeah, that's, it was, that's it was really idea. good. I've not heard of that him. either. Huh. Wow. Yeah. What? That's your uh, that was the good job. compounder you said. Yep. It's yeah. it's a, yeah. pretty interesting. It'd be, yeah, it'd be a good study right there. <laughs> see, how, see how that. Uh, you got it. Yeah. Just doing that. Of course, it'd be tough to convince people not to use their um, yeah. masks and to to do the study. Um, you know, the tough part is it's, there's no one size fits all. And all of this is are things you have to do. And most of our benefit is in preventing the infection. The other thing that we don't know is what's going to happen with this infection later is, are there long-term sequelae to this? Uh, we know with the uh, Spanish flu that a lot of patients had a, a lot of moms who got pregnant with Spanish flu ended up with uh, underachieving or under uh, achieving as far as education children after their Spanish flu. So curious to know what ends up happening with this virus in people who do get it and do recover. I'm curious about that too. Um, you know, and I'm curious too, what's going to happen, um, you know, short-term and long-term in terms of any um, public health measures. I, I mean, is it something that, you know, okay, we can go back to work next month, but you know, if it's a more than X amount of people in your business, you have to, everyone has to wear masks or, you know, what, you know, I'm just curious. I'm curious to see what's going to happen with, with policies of, about that, you know? Exactly. Not so we yet. Just got, have um, you started using the antibody the testing I know um, Access Medical uh, is one of the labs we were, I, I received some information from them about the, the antigen and the, and the antibody. Uh, so, um, looking into that. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, I'm interested for sure. Yeah, there's a bunch of labs doing it right now. So we, the, the, um, that's been pretty good. We, Boston Heart's the least expensive we've found so far, but we've used Vibrant and Dunwoody oh, really? Labs. Okay, I think nice. Dunwoody Labs me, contract with yeah, the state. Yeah, Vibrant. I remember I looked them up too. So That's pretty and good. You ordered, one, uh, you ordered some for yourself already, right? You, you haven't. Okay. Negative for the antibody. I did. I came back negative. Yeah. It was, it was sort of bittersweet. <laughs> I, was, I was looking forward to having the immunity. Of course, the fear of uh, what are they? What are we going to do? Because I heard someone, I think it was Fauci, talk about about the mandated vaccine, and so I thought, gosh, this is an untested vaccine that's, that's really only mm. been around a few months. Do I really want to be involved in in and no, risk getting exposed all. to that vaccine, or um, right. would I really rather, part if the, I can prove that I've been exposed? Yeah. So no, that's the part that I'm scares thinking me about too, throwing because a, and, and again, we can go down a whole <laughs> rabbit hole on this, but we talk about that a lot, just listening to all the stuff that's going on behind the scenes with this vaccine, how Gates is really pushing it because of his quote unquote foundations. And, you know, it's all about money as usual and control and who knows what else the hell is going to be in that vaccine. I'm, I don't want it. And I don't think it should be mandated. You know, I don't think, you know, that's our body and choose if you want it or not. I, I, I firmly disagree with vaccine one with uh, questionable motives and untested. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's uh it's scary. Yeah. So I'm I hope that that doesn't that's not the case. I yeah. I've certainly been exposed enough, so I'm going to retest in a couple weeks. See if if there's yeah, I'm kind of like you. I, I've gotten, I've gotten it a again. Bit, and I'm kind of like at that point. I'm, in the last few weeks, I've been like, you know, I hope I do get. I kind of want to get exposed because I want the immunity. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I don't know. What's your uh, what's your take on the whole herd immunity concept? I mean, because I know yeah. Sweden did some different things. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I obviously it helps. 
um, that I think the difference right. with this virus is how communicable it is, how um, you know viral it is, because it yeah. um, it spreads so much more rapidly than others. And you know, we know from the Disney Cruise Line data, there were about three thousand passengers on that cruise line, and of those three thousand, about seven hundred tested positive. Of those seven hundred positive. Uh, 300 were symptomatic. The others were asymptomatic. So that means there probably are, I think I heard something, I can't remember the number I heard yesterday about how many they now have diagnosed, but lots and lots. And uh, so we really need to double that number as far as number of positive cases. It's just that we don't have enough tests. We do down here in Georgia, we've got plenty, um, but I've heard in New York City that they don't have enough Mm. tests to test everybody. Interesting. Yeah. Well, Mm. it'll be interesting to see. I remember, yeah, because I know, I remember I dug to mentioned earlier about the Sweden, you know, they're trying to not be as restrictive and try that kind of herd immunity thing going, but I don't don't know if that's working or not, but it's interesting idea. Um, But, you know, what happens, like I said, when things get up, Mm -hmm. you know, we were talking earlier about looking at the positives, you know, the flip side. The way I look at it is that, you know, the, the not touching your face, wash your hands, you know, you know, common courtesy covering up when you cough. I mean, that's something I'll be doing anyway. So I'm hoping it, it I think it's going to bring a lot of awareness, not just for this, but for any infection, <laughs> you know, year round. So um, hopefully that sticks. Right. Exactly. Maybe yeah, we'll see numbers of the flu cold, go down you know, next year. That'd we'll be see. great. Uh, well, any other? Yeah. I, um, I have, it's, I think it's just important for us, our, us and our patients to continue and to realize that they're already optimized or they should be. And if they've slipped off the wagon a little bit, this is the time at this midpoint in this, in this pandemic for us to return to our normal activities right. that we were doing beforehand as best we can and use the extra free time not to, not to uh, feed the, the, um, media machine, but instead to better ourselves, things like meditation and yoga. And there are lots and lots and lots of online things. I don't know if you've ever watched Uh, Underbelly Uh, Yoga. I love her. She's so great. (laughs) She's wonderful. Uh, And so, uh, so um, yeah, getting back to doing all the things that you're supposed to do. I heard someone the other day said, I'm a stress eater and my daughter is a stress baker. Right. And right. I said, I want you to become a <laughs> stress sure. walker. For sure. Absolutely. No, that's <laughs> very well said. And I agree with that. And I think, um, you know, for everybody listening, you know, that like Suzanne said, this is the time to, it's almost like a new, um, you know, everybody makes New Year's resolutions after winter. The you know, same thing. Everybody's been inside. Let's, let's start off the spring with a, a burst of, you know, getting, getting healthy, you know, exercising, eating clean, you know, seeing, uh, you know, clinicians like Suzanne or myself and, Get on peptides, get on hormones, get yourself optimized, and let's let's use this as a, a chance to begin anew. You know, awesome. Well, hey, it was good talking you to you again, it. Suzanne. Tell everyone where they can uh, find you, hear about you, etc. Anything, any, or if you're talking anywhere, anything you want to plug, go ahead. <laughs> I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, we're at VineMedical.com. Awesome. We just updated our website. That's exciting, and uh, I just um, made. Uh, concierge, nice. one of the top doctors in concierge medicine in the country. Awesome, awesome, excellent. Thank excellent. you. Well, Very cool. Exciting. I appreciate uh, your time as always. It's always fun talking with you. We'll have to do it. Again. We'll do it again soon. That for sure. Tell Opa uh, enjoy your time with your family and uh, good luck with your garden and everything else. <laughs> All right. See you, Suzanne. Thanks. Thanks. Take Bye. care of you. <laughs>